When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is the Adam Carriker Show. Position right of the quarterback, out of the shotgun, first and 20. Jailbreak screen in the air. It is tipped. It is intercepted by Carriker at the Missouri 21 yard line. Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, five year NFL vet and All American defensive lineman Adam Carriker. Shotgun snap to Everett. He's got the left arm going, and now he's got a whole lot of Adam Carriker who rips him down this time. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first ever edition of Adam Carriker on The Ticket. Going forward, by the way, I'm excited. I am, I've been waiting for this for a long time. My first guest is Derek Pearson. He's going to be joining me here very, very shortly. Every Monday going forward, noon to 1 p.m., come have lunch with me. Adam Carricker on the ticket every Monday going forward, noon to 1 p.m., come and have lunch with yours truly. we got a stacked show today. I'm going to be joined very shortly by the man himself, the owner, Mr. DP, Derek Pearson. Then we're going to talk some of Matt Rule's quotes throughout the course of spring ball, which I have not addressed just about any of them. So I've got some of the top ones so far that I'm looking forward to chatting about. And I don't know, we might just start off with the second most important position right behind defensive end. And that is the quarterback position in my unbiased opinion. Now, then I'm going to bring on uh, a guy that I would not be sitting here if it were not for an individual named Chuck Carroll. And if you're unfamiliar with Chuck, you'll get to know him. Him and I did a show way back when, and had he not asked me to do a wrestling podcast at the time named Fourth and Pain. And had he not asked me like 50 times, because I told him no 49 times because I was terrified of you know, public speaking, as odd as that is, I would not be sitting here today. So he's, I've said, hey, man, come on and say whatever you want. You can embarrass me. You can say whatever you'd like. I just want him to have fun. And of course, send your questions, okay? Call or text. Send your questions, 402 464 568 Five four zero two four six four five six eight five. I love interacting with the fans. One of my favorite parts about this show is that it is live, a little unpredictable. I love that stuff, and I want to interact with the fans. We will be answering your questions throughout the show, and we'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll stack them up at the end and answer them the last 10 minutes or, show or so of this fine program. Right before I bring on my first guest, Mr. Derek Pierce, I do want to give a shout-out to our sponsor, GE Landscape Supply and Lincoln sells to homeowners and contractors with a vast selection of landscaping and construction materials. They sell in bulk to save you money. Buy anything from a five-gallon bucket to a semi 
load. They deliver anywhere. And if you mentioned you heard this ad on 93.7, the ticket, they'll deliver it in town for free through the month of April. And that is not an April Fool's joke, ladies and gentlemen. Some restrictions do apply, but go to GELandscapesupply.com for more info or call 402-467-1672. And again, send your questions, 402-464-5685, to get them answered here on the show with yours truly. Now I want to bring in my first guest, the man, the myth, the legend, the owner of the ticket. Now real quick, before I bring him on, before me coming on the ticket and having a show ever came about, I would just log on to Twitter. I would just get online. And the ticket had always done a good job, okay? But I would start to notice, whoa, there's Steve Sipple. Whoa, there's they brought on Bill Bush. And they've got a bunch of great hosts. And whoa, I'm starting to see the ticket all the time. And I'm starting to see this and that comment and this show and that. And it was catching my eye. Like, I couldn't help but notice. And there's other radio networks that do a phenomenal job. Not a shot at anybody. Simply complimenting what I saw from the ticket. I was like, man, I feel like they're kind of starting to take over, at least when I get online, and when I get on the radio, I feel like they're kind of starting to take over just a smidge. And then and then I get a call from them. Hey, Adam, you're kind of a, I don't know how else to put it, media-free agent, however you want to look at it. You want to come join us? Well, yeah, that sounds like a smidge of a phenomenally great idea. So here I am, okay, and I want to bring on the man who spoke to me. Not the first guy. I do want to bring up Vershawn Jackson here in a minute, my guy, because I got a bone to pick with Vershawn as much as I love him. Uh, but I'm going to bring that up to DP here in a second. I want to talk to Derek Pearson, the man who made it happen. And DP, I want to thank you for welcoming me to 93.7, the ticket, the family, the radio station. Okay. And I can't help but notice you're stepping up. We're stepping it up as we go along. What is your goal? What are you trying to accomplish? And how is it going so far since you've taken over the ticket? What's it been about a year and a half, two years ago or so? Yeah, we we bought it in September a year ago. And Adam, first, let me let me fanboy and say, like, I'm following you before <laughs> before you could ever know who I was, even when you came to D.C. Uh, with the Redskins, and I was part of the media there. Uh, I'm a lifetime fan, so that was there. And then the fact that through the Husker connections and then the cherry on top, which made it spectacular, you're one of the, the people who have a love and passion for pro wrestling that I do. And it's just like, I'm like, okay. Characters, he's one of my guys. Like I don't have to, I, I don't even have to, I don't even have to, to sway on this. He's my kind of guy. And in this space, what I figured out, Adam, was the coach in me still exists. So I identify talent, I, I highlight them, I amplify them, and I give them a chance to just be great in public. Like that's really what it is. And if you're talking talkers. Nebraska talkers, folks who have added to the program, added to the community, and then have the ability to communicate it, well, Adam Carriker's at the top of the list. And to get you, look, it's, it's, it's a big free agent signing. Um, it's a big deal because Husker fans deserve to hear from you on a regular basis. I think, and you and I have talked about it, this is just the starting point. There's so much more that we can do together for Husker Nation and for sports fans in general. For sure. I am I'm very excited. I appreciate the kind words. I still remember my first interview, which was with VJAC for Sean Jackson two Januaries ago. And you you I remember you stayed on. You're like, I wanted to stay on to hear this interview. And then you out of nowhere referenced Fourth and Pain, which was our show in DC. And I about fell over in my pickup <laughs> as I was driving. 
because I was talking through the stereo. Right. All right. Uh, do, as I was doing the interview, I was like, holy cow, this guy knows who Fourth and Pain is. Nobody yes. knows who that show is. Yes. Um, but anyways, so I appreciated that. Yes. And uh, first of all, I want to thank you guys for approving the Broken Glass intro music. That is Stone Cold Steve Austin's. I specifically requested that. Anytime I've come on the ticket in the past, you guys have always done it to the Goldberg theme, who is my favorite wrestler of all time. Maybe I'll get Goldberg on this show because he came on that show in D.C. that I referenced in the past multiple times. He's actually a football guy. Yeah. Everyone associates him with wrestling. Uh, the first time I ever chatted with him, it became very clear football was his passion. And so uh, maybe I'll bring him on, get, be able to get him to come on at some point. I do have to ask you this question, though, because, all right, talking about being a coach, talking about free agent signings, and to be clear, again, several phenomenal hosts that have been here for years. I'm not going to try to name everybody because I know I'm going to leave somebody out by accident. And I don't want to do that. But just some of the guys that you brought on, okay? You brought on a guy like Steve Sipple, who's been around doing this as a journalist uh, in the media for years. You bring on a former coach, a beloved guy like Bill Bush. You bring on former players, you know, in a phenomenal fashion from Vershawn to Amon. All right, so here's my question. A little bit of risk in that. Because sometimes, I'm just saying, sometimes uh, former players specifically, and don't tell the, the big overgrown guy who's talking way too fast from Mondays to noon to one going forward this, but they can kind of be, I don't know, a little prima donna-ish. I don't want to say that too loud. But how has that gone? How has that gone bringing in some of these names that people recognize? Has it gone pretty well? Have there been any issues? What's that been like for you? Well, game recognizes game. And it, I, I'm used to swimming with sharks. Um, in D.C., you are, you, you've been there. You understand the giants that yes. walk around in the media <laughs> yeah. in Washington, D.C., the same for Salt Lake City, Utah, Houston, Texas, Charlotte, North Carolina. I've been around Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame coaches, Hall of Fame leaders, uh, and Hall of Fame people. And so you're able to identify those people. And then here's what happens. If I allow you to be great, I get out of your way and allow you to be great, then I'm doing everybody the greatest service that I can do, and I'm never wrong. I'm never wrong in saying Adam Carricker is intelligent, he knows the game, he has passion for it, he has love for it, and he's thoughtful about how he presents himself. Then I can get out of the way, I can get out of the kitchen and let you be great. That's what we're doing at the ticket. That's literally, you know, that to say that sports was being done sometimes in three- and six-hour windows. No, sports is an all-day, 24-7 kind of deal. And so the, the, the vision is this. More Husker greats, more sports greats, more human greats just talking and sharing their greatness with other people. That's all that we're doing here. It, it, never, it, it, it can't fail. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with that. It was me having a little bit of fun trying to, you know, that, that I'm telling you, that big guy that talks way too much that's coming on on Mondays from noon to one going forward, you got to watch out for that guy. You know? And any guys <laughs> like him, you just got to be careful, I'm telling you. you know, it was me trying to have a little bit of fun. No, Adam, uh, I'm, I don't want you to be anything but you. Like, yeah. that's the real thing. Like, that's why we – that's why, you know, in the approach, right, this is a guy who fits what Husker fans love. Like, let him – Share. And look, Rashawn's Rashawn. I'm never going to ask Rashawn. He and I had the conversation literally last Friday that I'm never going to ask Rashawn not to be Rashawn. Like, that's that's not why he became great for other reasons. Same thing with Jay Foreman, Amon Green, uh, Kenny Wilhite, the whole, you know, Terrell Farley. The whole purpose behind all of this is 
be you. And if that's crazy, be crazy. If that's nuts, be nuts. If you're passionate, be passionate. Husker fans appreciate it because they know you've put in the sweat equity. You've left, you know, skin and body parts all over all over the country. So you've earned the right to be heard, and that's what we do. No, I appreciate that. Uh, and so speaking of my man, V-Jack for Sean Jackson. So I got a mini bone to pick with him. So I'm at my son's. He tweaked his ankle. We're at PT, like, I don't know, whatever it was, 6.30, 7 a.m. last week. And he calls me out of nowhere. Well, I should backtrack the story just a smidge. So you guys had Trey Palmer on, mm-hmm. okay? And I was trying to get Trey's number because the draft's coming up. I, he's going to be drafted. I'd love to do some sort of an interview with him at some point. So I'm, like, trying to get his number because uh, I had not chatted with him last year. And uh, Vershawn's like, yeah, I'll give you his agent's number. That's how I did it. And so he doesn't send it to me for a day, two days, three days. So I'm trying to just, like, friendly, be friendly and nudge him along. Hey, Vershawn, thanks for sharing Trey Palmer's number with me. You know, look forward to chatting with you as we start to work together on the ticket. You know, just a friendly nudge of reminder. This guy calls me at, like, 6.37 a.m. Uh, my time while I'm at my son's PT. Hey, man. And he, he's like, that. I don't need that reminder yeah, I was going to get to it, man. And he, like, all but challenged me to, like, some sort of verbal over-the-phone Oklahoma drill. Right. And, you know, it's love. It's love between me and Rashawn. And, you know, in my mind, I'm like, dude, you used to be a running back. Like, that means you don't want to hit nobody and you just want the glory. You know, that's that's what I came at it with. And, you know, he said something about me being an overgrown quarterback that couldn't throw. I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. Cause, you know, it might be true. Uh, but anyways, I digress. And so uh, I, I had to bring that up because I love – a lot of the guys that are on the ticket already, I think it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. And full disclosure, one of the first people, when I again, I don't know how else to phrase it, media free agent. Sounds weird to me, but it's what pops into my head. When I became that, Rashawn was one of the first people to call me. He actually called me, and he's like, would you be interested in coming here? And I said, well, heck yeah. And then you and I ended up connecting. So uh, actually, I want to give shout out, a shout out, and I want to give props to Rashawn for reaching out initially and having me on his show several times in the past. But, uh, you know, uh, stuff like that, we got to have fun with on the airwaves. I like to be open and give people a little bit of behind the scenes look at, at what happens, not only on the ticket, but between former players sometimes. We would have we would have never heard the end of it from Vershawn if you had not given him the shout out. Like he's, he's <laughs> like we would have yep. never heard the end of it. It just literally like he would have protested. He would have driven to your house, stood outside with a with a banner Adam didn't shout me out, and I'm pissed about it. Like, that's how that's going to work. So, yeah, you did him the, the, the big favors. As a matter of fact, he wanted to – so we normally, for shows, we do a crossover. So, if, for Vershawn, since Vershawn's show is before yours, he, you and him would, would, would do kind of a joint segment together. But today we said it's Adam's first show, let him get acclimated, and then you you know, we'll set you free to play on Mondays. And he was really like, no, 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 let me – give me like 15 minutes. I'm like, bruh. Let's we'll work it out. Yeah. Let Adam get get his bearings and then and then you can be absolutely Vershawn. All right. Well, I, I look forward to any crossover segments, any interviews we do with each other. So I look forward to and I'm excited about that. So I kind of want to dive into some of these because, you know, I, have, I haven't done any sort of show really since. I don't know, before Christmas, maybe I think I did a couple in mid-January. So yeah. it's been really since mid-January. So I haven't responded or given my thoughts on a lot of these quotes that Matt Rule has had, okay? And one of the ones that stuck out to me was about the quarterback room, okay? And I got the quote right here. He said, that's as talented a quarterback room as I've ever been a part of, end quote. Okay, you got guys like Casey Thompson, 
Jeff Sims, Logan Smothers, Heinrich Harburg, uh, Richard Torres. Uh, uh, you got Chubba Purdy. You got other guys in that room as well. Again, I never try to mention everybody because then you always forget somebody. But that's a lot of talented, highly recruited guys. And, of course, everybody's going to be like Jeff Sims, Casey Thompson. Who's going to be the starter? And, you know, you just kind of look at some of these comparables. You know, Casey's six foot, 195. All right, throughout the past two years, had over 4,500 yards passing. If you look at the past three years, 47 TD passes, 19 INTs. Now, I think he's a better runner than people give him credit for. I think he's a better runner than he realizes because I think he could take off more. But that's just my opinion. All right, then you look at Sims, 6'4", 219. So you got a little bit more size to him. Just over 2,500 passing yards the past two years. So about 2,000 less. He's obviously a little bit more of a runner type guy. If you go back the past three years, He's got 30 touchdown passes, 23 INTs, so a, a little bit more sporadic when it comes to taking care of the football, but obviously he's a little bit better runner, whereas Casey's probably going to be a little bit better passer, but I'm curious to see once Casey's full go and we can have a true competition, and don't forget about some of these other guys. I've raved about Harburg for years, about what I've seen at practices, his size, his speed, his arm, and I know they even, I think at one point mentioned potentially moving him positions. Which, if you've got a loaded quarterback room, I guess I understand, but that guy's got as high a ceiling as anybody. Richard Torres is almost forgotten about, I feel like, and he's got a big arm, and he's actually, uh, what, what did I see here, 6'4", 215. For some reason, I was thinking he was 180, so I was way off on his weight, okay? And here's what's interesting to me. Let me Give me your thoughts on this, DP, because if everybody stays, and I, I fully expect some people to transfer after spring ball, not just quarterback position, but other positions, because we've got some talent, especially in that quarterback room, if Jeff Sims ended up being the starter, and let's say for some reason Casey were to transfer, okay, just hypothetical here, I almost feel like with the style of offense that they would run under Jeff Sims, it fits Logan Smothers to get more potential playing time. Let's say vice versa. Casey's the starter. Okay, let's say Jeff transfers. You know, he just transferred in. Hopefully that doesn't happen. It's just hypothetical. You know, that opens the door for somebody else, whether it's a Harburg or a Purdy or a Torres or somebody else to be a backup, or maybe it is Logan Smothers still. But what are your thoughts on that based on who the starting quarterback is and how that affects the type of offense they're going to run and who else could get more reps potentially as a backup or next up on the depth chart behind whoever the starter is based on how, uh, what type of offense they want to run? Adam, they've done, they've done a really good job of, of declaring that because this is the teaching phase, right, an introduction. Like, so we, don't, we as fans don't know what system they're going to run. He hasn't been in disclosure mode for that. Um, but – what he's teaching them are the basic things to pay, play the position. Now, in watching that, watching them them warm up, we get to see 35 minutes twice a week. What you see is all of them doing joint reps and then individual reps based on that, but they're actually getting the same amount of work. And the thing that pops for me, for me, is as a coach, I look at, ball delivery and consistency like those are things that without watching them compete the basic things done well they they resonate with me so i've said this that somebody has to beat out casey once he's healthy jeff sims was brought in to do that and then the young guys the young guns or crabs in a barrel trying to grab attention and focus and reps. And the one of the young guys who popped to me was Richard Torres. Torres delivers the ball 
in the most pure of fashions on a consistent basis. So I look at it this way, and I'll ask you, I'll, I'll bounce this back to you, that as, a, as an elite defender, the quarterback, the coach's responsibility is to put in the quarterback that creates the most friction for elite defenders. So I'll ask you, as a, as a pass rush guy and a front-level front guy, which of those quarterbacks would you hate to face the most? Which ones make what would make you most comfortable? Is it the guy that'll pull it, who can throw pretty well, but is an elite runner? The guy who throws it really well, who's a pretty good runner? Is it the young guns who are probably more athletic, or the two big young kids who can take you deep and sling it? Now they're going to be a little less consistent uh, on the short stuff, but they've got the bigger arms. For Adam Carriker, who was the one that you would be the most you would lose the most sleep over having to defend. So there's two different answers because I'll give you the D-line answer uh-huh. and what we would have to hear all week in the D-line room coming up to the game. And then from a defensive overall perspective, from a D-line perspective, it's the guy who can run because all we're going to hear all week is you have to keep contained and you, you have to keep them inside the pocket. Uh, which means you got to almost slow down your pass rush. And there's been times, I don't want to say we weren't allowed to rush the pass. Like when we played Mike Vick and I was in D.C., we played the Eagles. I don't want to say we couldn't rush the passer, but it was basically fly off the ball, lock out, and watch him. Yep. Which really inhibits your ability to get to the quarterback. Now, Mike Vick's a bit of an anomaly, okay, as we all know. But my point is, even, even guys we played, I forget who the Kansas quarterback was, but my senior year, Kansas had a quarterback who could run. I forget his name. My apologies. But they were so concerned about keeping contained the entire week, it almost like seriously inhibited our pass rush. So anybody who can run creates uh, all you're going to hear is keep contained, keep contained all week, and it's going to drive you nuts as a D lineman. Okay, and then they're going to yell at you for not getting off the ball and getting after the quarterback. So it's 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 that never-ending conundrum. That's just how it works. As an overall defensive guy, like if I were a D coordinator, the guy that I would be more concerned about is two things: the guy who can get you in the right play call on offense. Whoever can read the defense, get you in the appropriate run play call, pass play call. They're blitzing. Now we're going to run a screen. Now they checked out. Now we're going to run the ball because they went from a, uh, an overload blitz to now they're, they're dropping. They only got seven men in the box. Okay, that guy is a nightmare and also the guy who can get rid of the ball quickly and accurately. I, I can't tell you how many times, and, and I keep going to the NFL for this because of what pops into my head, but Peyton Manning, he never had a good offensive line. Right. Not, not as a whole, nor did Tom Brady. I would be licking my lips going into those games. Didn't matter. I, I think I hit Tom once, and I don't think I ever hit Peyton. The ball was out so quick. I mean, I could beat the offensive lineman in less than a second. The ball was out in half a second. It didn't matter. It was so annoying and frustrating. We actually had the Peyton rule where we would just stand there as a defense until eight seconds on the play clock, and then we would get into where we're going to go. And he'd snap it with one, and he would still dissect us, and it was really incredibly <laughs> annoying because I'd beat the O-lineman because they didn't need a great O-line. That's why he had all these weapons. He could get rid of the ball so quick he didn't need great blockers. And so for me as an overall defensive guy, uh, if I were like a D coordinator, I'd be like, all right, who's going to get them in the best play call? Like, do I have to disguise my blitzes more? Can I not blitz? Can I not leave a cornerback on an island because he's going to read that and get rid of the ball, and he's going to get rid of it quickly? Uh, here, here's the funny thing. So my son's doing spring football for the first time ever. And we divided the team into two even teams. Like, we didn't stack an A and a B. We're just trying to get kids reps. There is a kid who, and he's on Jacob's baseball team, he's the fastest throwing pitcher in the state. And not the most accurate, but he throws really fast. Mm-hmm. Okay, really hardest throwing pitcher in the state. And he wants to play quarterback. 
And I said, Asher, dude, we will give you all the reps in the world, but you're going to have to learn fast because he's never played quarterback and barely played football. And so we're practicing against him, and we weren't blitzing. And he, he threw some dimes and scored on us, and I got mad. So I started bringing the house, <laughs> and he did exactly what I knew he would do. He held the ball. He uh, just stood there. He froze. Yeah. And again, this is a young kid, not exactly apples to apples, but it's still all fruit. So for me, if you've got a guy who's going to stand there and hold the ball as a D coordinator and not make quick decisions, I don't care if he can run or not because we can take that. I don't want to say take him out, but we, we can make that guy's life a nightmare for, for the game that we're going to play against him. That's so good. And I, I, I know we've got about three minutes before we go to the first break. But I, I, I'll, I'll take it one step further. If you're Nebraska and with all the questions about the offensive line, don't you as a offensive coordinator want to protect that quarterback by making him a runner, by making him move? And that will play into who ends up with the starting job at quarterback is which one can be productive and healthy with the offensive line, whether it's good because we know the offensive line could be good or it could be not so good. How do you make that decision? I think it's one of two things because I think – Casey's and Jeff's getting more reps in spring. So maybe, maybe he'll be, maybe Sims will be more familiar with the offense and he'll be ahead of Casey come fall camp making those checks. My, my gut tells me just from watching the game film that I've watched and we'll see how they've improved over spring ball in the summer and, and in fall camp, my gut tells me until I see otherwise, based on what I've seen in the past, Casey's probably going to get them in a better play call and get rid of the ball a little bit quicker. And obviously, Sims can get out on the edge and he can escape. So to me, it's is Casey's decision-making before and once the ball is snapped that much better than Sims' ability to get out on the edge or Sims' ability to freelance, make plays, and maybe incorporate more of a running game? And then all of a sudden, you can throw the ball and, and exploit the defense when they overplay to the run too many guys in the box. Does that kind of trump Casey's decision-making? To me, it's going to kind of come down to those two things. Uh, you know, and, and part of me was like, man, we could run a two-quarterback offense. Well, you know what they say. If you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Yeah. Uh, unless you got a slash Cordell Stewart type. But we'll see what happens, and it's going to be hard until we can see more of Casey once he's, you know, full go. It's going to be spectacular. Um, AC, I'm going to get out of your way and let you be great, man. Thank you uh, for what you for all that you've done and all that you're about to do. It is great to have you as a part of the family. I'm looking forward to everything forward, man. Forward and up to you, Adam Carricker. Well done, kind sir. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And I believe this is where we go to our first commercial break. So, This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.